0: Hello and welcome to the Age of Enfrightenment podcast. We're back. Uh, just like we said, we'd be back. It's been only two weeks since we last spoke about spooky sounds. And yet in that time, uh, one of us managed to get married. One of us managed to get engaged and the other lost his arm in the Bernie Bros revolution of 2016. <laughs> we'll let you figure out who is who.
1: I'm sure glad I... Got engaged and didn't lose my arm like Dave.
0: <laughs> so uh, we're, we're here talking about uh, sounds like we did before, particularly the mysterious and the measurable and the things that uh, try as we might, we can't come up with, with scientific explanations for, not quite. So um, before we get too far into that, let me uh, proudly introduce... My, one of my co-hosts, Theo. What's up, chickens? (laughs) And our, our co-co-host, Dave. Hello. So, uh, yeah, so how you guys been? I'm
1: good, I'm good since I
2: saw you two weeks ago. Yes, it has been two weeks. It has been exactly two weeks
1: and not a moment later.
0: No, no, not at all. And it's good. It's good to be uh, to have all this stuff so fresh in our minds. And from what I remember, we were speaking about a lot of very technical things, which I'm sure was fascinating. But it's going to get a little spookier this time around, I hope, because that's our that's our sweet spot.
1: Right. With this episode, we wanted to get into some more specific instances of strange sounds, recorded weirdness involving auditory Weirdness. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that.
2: Uh, Basically, we we covered a lot of the technical side, uh, the 14 hertz phenomenon and all that, and now we're going to talk about some of the stuff that has some scientific explanation, but it's more things you see buzzing around the internet, uh, like conspiracy theories, and uh, yeah.
1: When we first... Thought of the idea for this episode. Initially, what uh, we had discussed was the occult in rock and roll music. And that got us into what we talked about last episode, you know, the tritone, uh, shepherds, t- and things like that. And from there, we kind of, after investigating a little bit more, we started finding some very specific things. Some really, really odd stuff that got us interested. One of which was this thing called the Taos hum. And Dave, you want to uh, want to give us a little bit of rundown on that?
2: Yeah. So the Taos hum uh, is just one location of the hum. It's actually been recorded in a lot of places, pretty much all over the world, um, and it pops up in a lot of different ways. But basically, it's uh, it's a low rumbling hum that people randomly hear. Um, how extreme this is varies from person to person. Some people say that it's, uh, almost driving them insane and other people just see it as a standalone thing. Um, it's appeared in, uh, I think over five or six news outlets. Um, whole towns have claimed to have heard it. Uh, and then sometimes it's just an insane person in the town saying that they heard it and no one else. Uh, but it ranges in how it sounds in that uh some people describe it as a dentist drill like a very high frequency whine other people hear it as a super low frequency rumble that uh can go on from uh little short bursts all the way to like long 30 40 minute blasts uh and yeah it's uh been happening for it looks like about almost it, 20 years
0: yeah i think even longer i mean I, the one article uh that theo shared said in in this late 70s was really the first time people kind of started like publishing about it um but that people had been hearing it before then oh yeah, yeah. and it, it yeah. looks
2: like uh because apparently i don't read my own articles uh <laughs> It goes all the way back to the, the 1940s in yeah,
0: London. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty intense. And I think like so many other things that, you know, you could call it a conspiracy theory, you could call it whatever you want. You know, these things are usually built around something real. And the fact that it's persisted that long is just what makes it so fascinating. And the thing for me that I think gives it a little credence is that uh in the New Republic article that we can link on our site, um there it's estimated that like two percent of the world's population hears it. Um which two percent like you kind of think, oh that's not, you know, that's not a whole lot. It's gotta be like six people. <laughs> that's like a yeah, that's like a whole town. Um no, but that's that's huge. I mean that's I think it's like sixteen million people or something if i'm doing the math right if there's about eight billion of us um maybe more uh so that's that's still a, a ton of people in places all over the earth um and, and i'm actually sh- yeah.
1: goes back a lot farther than 19 the 1940s in 1850 the author james fenimore cooper uh that's the guy who wrote last of the mohicans he actually published a short story called the lake gun and that was based off of what eventually became part of the whole hum mythos was it was called this sounds that would happen at the this lake in upstate New York called Seneca Lake that they would call the Seneca guns or the lake gun because it would sound like a cannon going off just some strange, unexplainable sounds. And people have attributed that, you know, in recent times to being part of the whole the, the, the hum that people are hearing. That's that's the crazy part about it is that it's been happening for so long and it's been happening around the world and nobody has any idea what's causing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's you know, it's we should mention that just like anything, there are people who try to just explain it away with one thing or another. and. We would be remiss in not bringing up that a lot of doctors theorize that it's just a for most at least it's a case of tinnitus and they they haven't admitted to having tinnitus. I but actually I, found yeah. a way more metal uh
2: <laughs> reason for the hum um in a in a video that that we composed it's long, so brace yourself it's about thirty minutes uh one instance of the hum quote unquote. Uh, sounded almost like a freight truck passing by uh for thirty five minutes, and the couple that recorded it were you know terrified they called the police and everything they didn't know if there was a tornado uh approaching uh what the what the hell are the police gonna do if there's a tornado arrest it
0: uh, yeah i mean yeah they yeah I mean, these are American police we're talking about. Theo, yeah, and it's so great to watch because it is nation
2: the, the, of the couple with the thickest southern accent uh, just yelling at a sound coming from the sky. Um, <laughs> but the one explanation for it is something called ducting, which is where
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> thousands of ducks gather.
0: <laughs> and suddenly, tornado. I'm, suddenly i'm rethinking this whole episode i don't think we're talking about the right thing uh, where no inducting is where lightning
2: hits a special kind of surface and can travel for miles and miles and miles so there won't be much weather except it'll allow the sound to stretch out in a way where you're basically someone way far away from a storm, will more or less get pelted with a very long sound wave. And in the video, you actually see, like, this sound is just, like, happening and happening and happening. And then there is a large flash in the sky, and then it just stops. Um, Now, uh, you know, that sounds like ducting. Like, it sounds like they were getting hit by this long sound wave. Um, uh, The first thing that jumped at it me is that light moves faster than sound um right so you know it was definitely an interesting video um but yeah deducting was was definitely one of the uh possible explanations that i found uh intriguing and
0: awesome
1: well the only issue with that is that ducks quack and they don't really hum <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, so you, really clear, you clearly haven't song. met every kind of duck
1: i've met a lot of ducks You fucking insist. i don't I don't here mean to paint with again. a broad brush
2: here but I know
1: I know from ducks. God, can you ever get away ducks. from
2: this man? Like one conversation <laughs> where you don't generalize a bunch of ducks?
1: Nah, man. That ain't me.
0: <laughs> anyway, well, so what what I do think is is particularly cool about this is right there we've already covered a few different like theories and when you look into this it's interesting that some things are sort of it's coming from the sky it's coming from the ground it's it's in it's all in people's heads it's you know there's a lot of different theories that people have had and you know even like if you take everything every bit of evidence at as gospel truth like if you take every recording and say yeah that's not doctored it's absolutely 100% true there still seems to be and you know dave correct me if i'm wrong it seems to be like there isn't a particular consistency it's not like it's just oh, this is what it sounds like. It sounds like this to everybody. No, no, not at all. There's no. Yeah. So, yeah. So it it kind of, you know, begs the question, um, is it a bunch of different unexplained uh, auditory phenomenon? Or is it, is it just one thing, which I, you know, I think the, uh, you know, the occultist in many people or the conspiracist in in many people, like they want to say, oh, it's all just one thing. Um, But in my mind, a whole lot of different kind of unexplained rumbles and sounds to me is even more terrifying than, Oh, it's just one thing. Like, it Oh could, yeah. You know, it's creepier. If we don't understand a lot of things instead of just yeah, one thing. Yeah. And exactly. Is it how, you know, I, you know, it makes me think of like, uh, like Kaiju deep in the ocean and they've all got their own different song that they're singing. You know, it it's, it's almost—it's kind of funny that a lot of uh, conspiracies about unexplained things kind of boil it down to something simple. Like, oh, it's this one mysterious noise. It's like, oh, it's actually really, really, <laughs> really scarier yeah. if it's a bunch of different <laughs> mysterious noises. Yeah, no, they can all. I
2: mean, I'm sure you guys have argued with a conspiracy theorist. And uh, just like anything else, they'll blow the arguments apart. Um and of course, you're like you're kind of crazy, but at the same time, it, it makes you think. Uh, like for instance, the tinnitus thing. Uh, tinnitus is a very. It usually comes in the form of like a high pitched squeal in your ear. Um, right. Kind of. It's been compared to like a mosquito buzzing in your ear all the
0: time. Yeah. My my dad has that from working uh, with machines his entire life as a mechanic. I mean, it's he complains about it every now and then. It's just like. You know, he has to have the TV on when he goes to sleep and all these things because he's just got this buzz. But he's oh, never yeah. it's he's never described it as as a a bellowy sound. <laughs> right. he's,
2: he's just, just from, hearing
0: Satan cry all the time. Just, oh. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: What I understand about tinnitus is that the people who have it can understand that it's coming from like it's internal, like it's coming from their own bodies. Right. Like you can tell like it's while from it's their happening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, from their own yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing about the hum is that it's clearly coming from an outside source. You know, it's coming from the environment. It's just impossible to pinpoint to one location. Right. Just being like it's coming from the sky or the ground or a building or a machine. It's just this weird omnipresent sound that can't be tracked down. And right. I mean, even if there is some logical explanation for it, and I'm sure that it is. Probably not ducks as much as we would like That's it to be ducks. It's yeah. probably ducks, but even if it's not, it's it's still really fucking weird,
2: Oh, it is, and like I, I remember, I was look, I was watching through all these videos um, of all the recordings ever of the of the hum, and you know, a lot of them, I was like, okay, this could easily be a fake video. Um, then there was one clip of a baseball game. I forget exactly where because I have no interest in baseball. Oh yeah, I think I saw this one, and um, a very creepy sound that was very loud uh was heard by everybody to the point that the that the commentators started talking about it uh and now lots of people were like oh it's it's the win but it was you know we'll post it up but it was a haunting sound that was it was it a braves game
1: were they just doing the braves (laughs) chop i mean it's it's racist and that's kind of scary but it's a different kind of scary is what i'm saying
2: well yeah no it's uh they all sound different. Uh some of them some of them you hear and you're like okay that must be a truck. Other ones you hear sound nothing like uh any kind of machine. Uh some of them sound actually very organic and they never come in any kind of sequence uh, that's traceable. So some of them are continuous blasts that go on and on like the video we talked about. And other ones will come in sets of blasts. These long, blaring kind of trumpet blasts. And other ones will just be like a very sharp sound. Uh, others will sound a little bit like gunfire. It, it really, there's no single way to like pinpoint a frequency or uh, any kind of pattern in it.
0: Yeah, I would be. I would be interested to find out from someone who actually like professionally researches this, how do they, what are their criteria for ruling something out? Um, Because I'm sure we've all had experiences in in our life where you hear some, whether you're in the woods or, you know, for me, I think a lot of, and, and it seems this way with the hum too, you know, there's a lot of places in sort of wide open areas in Scotland and parts of the U S where people hear this. And, In general, when you're outdoors, you may be in the quote unquote quiet, but it's never quiet. I think we talked about this a little bit on our last episode was that idea of um, like noise cancellation rooms like you're always bombarded with noise, even if it seems like it's quiet. So I wonder if in these spaces when there's so much noise hitting at you, um, what what really tells somebody like this is something i should look into you know it seems uh that's like to me it's staggering to think of the the boatload of like sound clips that you'd have to rifle through to find any um thread which also kind of lends some credence to why even though people have sort of studying and looking into this for decades it's really kind of come up with not much because there's just so much noise in the world it's like if there was a way to isolate like find out like this is the one thing we always hear where it's a frequency or whatever in the hum and isolate just that and look for it and fi- build a machine that just looks for that all over the earth simultaneously you know would it be really spooky to find out that it's just constantly happening but not always being picked up the same in different places there's just so much there's there's just so much that we don't know
1: i'm actually looking up uh the wikipedia page for the hum right now it's under skyquakes uh one of them is you know just all the names from across the world you know different countries have for the hum uh, in the philippines they're called retumbos uh,
0: united retumbo. states the <laughs> kembe retumbo <laughs> not today um, <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: in the united states we got yeah the hum guns of the seneca uh moodist noises in Japan, they're called Uminari, which literally means cries from the sea. And one of the things it's saying that the, the sound is usually heard near bodies of water.
0: Well, I mean, Japan is an island. I don't that's, really know where yeah, else they're going to look. That's a good point. Okay.
1: <laughs> I retract that hypothesis. <laughs>
0: All right, so so Theo's leaving, and uh, bye everybody. It's been real, (laughs) (laughs) but 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 I think, but no, no, I'm glad that you brought that up because
2: that's another. (laughs) That was such an awesomely like creepy, like like a moment of chill fell over me. Like, oh, that's that's like a really cool name. and then you just blew it to pieces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I just blew a, a big hot load all over it. Um, you sure did, buddy. <laughs> but but it's but it is genu- genuinely weird that things that have fallen within this category are, uh, you know, they're in the sea, they're in the middle of America, where there isn't any, ma- you know, massive body of water for thousands of miles. Um. And it's just it's just bizarre. And I don't know. I mean, a part of me wants to rationalize it and be like, well, we're, you know, on a on a hurtling rock that's spinning through the vastness of space around a giant fireball. Like some things are just weird, like the magnetic, you know, the magnetism of the poles is weird. Like there's all these things. But I don't know. It just feels like we constantly get very rational explanations for things. And we haven't for this. Not really. So. That it 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 almost kind of bugs me. It's like I want to call up NASA and be like, "What? You yeah. either you either know something or <laughs> or it really is that difficult to, to to pin down." Yeah, exactly.
2: Like when I was watching that that video, um, th- there's one instance, and in I believe Ireland, uh, where there's this very haunting hum that just goes all the time. The banshee. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a banshee because it's you're Ireland.
1: Kidding. Um, it's the Joshua tree <laughs> played on speakers 24 <laughs> seven.
2: Well, it's a very good album.
0: It's a
1: good album, but 24 seven, I mean,
2: yeah, it's going to get redundant. It's already pretty redundant, but you're I've redundant. clearly started grinding an X, but <laughs> so they, they hear this sound, this, this entire town, um, well, not the entire town. It gets worse on one side of the town and better on the other. And the explanation for it uh, that they like, well, I should say the leading theory on it is that it's wind ripping through the the caves, and it creates. The, it basically turns the caves into a big creepy trumpet. Um, now there's a trumpet people, to crumpet. Yeah.
0: There's i'm just I'm just imagining all these like adorable little Irish Whovillians <laughs> freaking out about their trumpet caves
2: like the, the the town uh some of them were satisfied with that explanation, others were like, you know the caves are only forty feet deep. we don't get how this could be happening, but then what I immediately thought while watching the video is pretty much exactly what you were saying, Nick in that. Uh, it, it It's that that was a very specific sound. And because there's no real pattern to this, it always sounds a little bit different. Uh, there's always a different pattern. I was like, OK, right. well, the the windy trumpet caves uh, could uh, explain the windy
1: trumpet caves of <laughs> the Emerald Isle. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Pete.
2: Ah, the Pete. But I was like, it, but it doesn't explain all of them because they don't all sound like that and that brings me to the one that i found by far most creepy which was uh i believe it was in the ukraine i think you saw this one too and um it sounded like these ah, four very very loud uh terrifying trumpet blasts it -hmm. was just a guy shooting it out of his window with a camera um, and I mean, you can see in the video that like people are moving their blinds and looking around because it's just these loud, long blasts and there's four of them. They have an echo and then that's it. Uh, nothing uh, compared to the cave in Ireland or what happened in the middle of the country here. It's it's totally different.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. pretty spooky. And and this and do you know when that video is from?
2: Uh let me
1: check. Relatively recent within the past couple of years.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Well, might yeah. have just been might has been Putin charging in <laughs> with, with on on his bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that Yeah, it up right You're now.
1: probably right.
0: Uh, it is pretty wild though. And and it's one of those things where uh, like Dave was talking about how it's always different and it's fluctuating and there isn't a pattern because even though nature is chaotic, there is, there are rhythms to things, um, things like wind and tide and, you know, there, there is some predictability. Um, but it's, it's that kind of idea that, oh it's always changing in this, you know, the town and through the caves that that makes you think it's like, what if it's like a vocalization, you know, that's, that's when you start feeling like, Oh, well it could be a creature because, you know creatures don't just repeat the same thing over and over again. they they make different noises if they're trying to communicate, so um you know, that's the kind of thing that allows people to sort of let their imagination run wild. plus, you know, they're Irish, so they've yeah, you know well, you want to hear a lot s- of time to
2: kill something great. One of the explanations for this, specifically in the u k, <laughs> is fish. Uh, so I'm just, Man, I'm I gonna, thought we already decided it was ducks I'm just going to read a blurb uh, the hypothesis put
1: forward Oh, well, it was fish it was, they jumped out <laughs> of the ocean they did, why not
2: it's riddle, it no word bleeding like ducks <laughs> uh, a hypothesis put forward by the Scottish Association for Marine Science blames a nocturnal humming sound heard in Hampshire in the UK on the male midship and fish mating call so I just love the idea of a fish taking his head out of the water and just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> <laughs> isn't
0: that, isn't that kind of worse, It's a bunch
2: of it's, it's so people. much worse. I would rather yeah. have it
0: be a Cthulhu than, so that, than a screaming a fish, fish, fish did that wants to same voice. So did they think it was like an entire... <laughs> did they think it was like an entire school? I feel like there would have to be a shitload of fish. <laughs> I don't know. I, for... Uh, my own purposes, i want
2: to believe it's one fish but i'm sure it was a lot of
0: fish <laughs> it's one fish with like a really long horn like a like a like the ricola guy on top of the mountain yeah
2: just one the, loud fish and later just like
0: <laughs> bla- yeah later hosen's just blow- blowing into a
2: horn <laughs> but yeah that was that was by far my favorite explanation um just fish yelling into the sky in the middle of the night <laughs> Um, another one is colliding ocean waves um, that create hum hotspots. Um,
0: Ooh, they they have excellent Wi-Fi,
2: <laughs> and that is. Energetic source area stretching from the Labrador Sea to south of Iceland, where wind patterns are especially conducive to generating oppositely traveling waves of the same period, and the ocean depth is favorable for efficient microseismic generation through the organ pipe resonance of the compression waves. Um, so basically two large-ass waves clapping together uh, See, y- makes an audio y-
0: phenomenon. You read all that and I just heard Labrador because they're, they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so we've narrowed it down to dogs, fish, or ducks. Or How do we know Irish, they're not working or, together? <laughs> that's true. Or Irish cave monsters. <laughs> so... There, go ahead.
1: <laughs> for,
2: for all of the logical
1: explanations for the hum and the, the, the boom, whatever you want to call it, you know, be it wind through caves, or lightning, or or ducks. Uh, there's a million and one just just wonderful conspiracy theories about what it is. You know, everything from aliens to meteor crashes that the government's not telling us about to monsters. Um, my personal favorite, though, is that it's the trumpets of the apocalypse. <laughs> Um, now that, that video that Dave was talking about, we're going to post that one so everybody can take a look. But what was really cool about that is that it actually did sound like trumpet blasts, like really loud, terrifying trumpet blasts. Um, so what I'm going to do is take a moment just to talk about what the trumpets of the apocalypse are and why they're so fun.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I heard they're playing at a uh, Trump's inauguration. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, they, uh, they, you see, David is a political podcast. You fucking
2: nailed it.
1: <laughs> they actually got a Trumpets of the podcast cover bands, but they uh, <laughs> dropped out at the last minute.
2: <laughs> they're going to
0: they, they said, end quote, they're going to wait this one out and see what happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so horns and trumpets are a very important symbol to the Abrahamic religions, you know, Hebrew, Christianity, Islam, um, and... As the big three! Hell yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, the
1: religion's hype, man. <laughs> <laughs> and as Nick and I have said before, you know, we both were raised Catholic and went to Catholic school for most of our lives. And while I haven't really kept up with the faith, I find all of the very overly paranormal stuff i guess i'd say in the bible fascinating and what i love about the bible is that at a certain point it's very much like uh game of thrones where you have this story going along that's kind of peppered with like
0: weird Uh, stuff like
1: monsters and zombies and things like that and then at the end just all hell breaks loose and it suddenly becomes the fucking lord of the Rings. And that's how it is in the Bible with the last book, um, the book of Revelations, which is the story of how the world's going to end. And in the book of Revelations, there's um, a series of calamities that are marked by trumpet blasts, trumpets that are sounded from the heavens by angels. So at the first trumpet blast, signifying the beginning of the apocalypse, uh, burning hail is going to fall from the sky— and it's going to burn a third
0: of the trees and the grass on Earth. Well, that's not so bad. No, nah,
1: yeah. it's They're very specific about their numbers. <laughs> in
0: that. I feel like we've already done that. Or worse, actually. <laughs> a third? Like, that's that's got nothing on it's, deforestation.
1: It's pretty generous. And one of the borderline unsettling things about a lot of things that happen in Revelations is that, in hindsight, a lot of it looks like it's the effects of, like, you know man-made viruses or nuclear war things like that so yeah that's the first one is the burning hail the second one is a burning mountain falls into the sea it wipes out all sea life and a third of the ocean becomes blood
0: Hmm. oh well that's not so bad um we can't drink it anyway so you know well, that brings me Get to trumpet of all blast number three. Screaming! Fish. Oh, god damn it! Theo's about to shit in our cereal.
1: The third trumpet blast signifies um, what it's called specifically is Wormwood, and it's a star that falls from the heavens to the earth and poisons a third of the rivers and the springs and the drinkable water on Earth. And that one's. Um, actually uh, pretty famous, like Wormwood might be familiar. If you've ever read um, the screw tape letters yeah. or um, it comes up a lot in Stephen King writings. Like he's referenced it a good couple of times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It has, it has become kind of like the Necronomicon where it starts to become less and less owned by one idea or one creator. It's sort of just this ominous, um, you know, totem of doom that people like to use in, in different kind of works of art.
1: Right, exactly. So, where were we? Oh yeah, fourth trumpet blast. A third of celestial light goes dark. So just stars start blinking out. And at this point, we come to the fifth trumpet blast, and what is called the first woe. Because I guess, you know, all the fish dying, and drinkable water, and plant life disappearing wasn't a bummer enough. So... What happens is a shaft opens to the abyss, and it's never really explained what the abyss is in the Bible, if it's hell, if it's some kind of weird pocket dimension, or if it's just like a a literal place on earth. But this place called the abyss opens up, and an angel named Abaddon comes forth. And, you know, we have this image of angels as being people with wings and white robes and halos, and angels in the Bible are fucking terrifying.
0: Yeah, they're they're, they're more like uh, like trippy fever dreams than they're kind of like. I, I always think when when certain angels are are described, it's almost like I imagine just looking at one of those books where you have to like look beyond the picture or you'll see it because it's just like a scrambled mess of like pink psychedelic shapes and then there's always one asshole in your class who's like, look here, I can't, still can't fucking see it. So it's like that's <laughs> that's picture that. That's what an angel is. That was always me. I
1: was always terrible at those things. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever gotten one. That's that's how bad I am
0: well, some people can't see angels because they've fallen from grace. <laughs> that's
1: true. Anyways,
0: Abaddon um comes out of the
1: abyss and he has an army of locusts. And I'm not I mean, they're, they're called Locust as... Locust is just a clever nickname, I guess, because they're actually centaurs. And I'm not making this up. This is in the Bible. <laughs> Get a Bible, open to the Book of Revelations, and it'll talk about how an angel with an army of centaurs with scorpion tails...
0: And it is all true. Right. And they
1: are, they're given <laughs> dominion over a portion of the population they're allowed to torture but not kill humanity.
0: And well, I think it's kind of funny. So so this is the one thing cuz cuz I I'm also I'm like you. I'm fascinated by everything in the book of revelations because it's just such a nightmarish hellscape and I think uh when people talk about the apocalypse in like pop culture terms it's you kind of think of just like the end like some people go to hell, some people go to heaven. And it's like, no, that's more just like oral tradition. What's actually written down is life goes on for a lot of people. It's just awful. Like the people that are still on earth have to put up with a bunch of nonsense. It's not like it's just, okay, well, some of you just don't exist anymore and everybody else goes to be with God. It's a lot of very, like, excruciatingly detailed, like Theo's saying, uh, ways that your life is just going to suck here.
1: Yeah, it gets really bad. There's monsters.
2: Yeah, so you would understand how somebody who fully believes in all this and then, you know, hears four loud trumpet blasts from the skies uh, would shit themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um,
1: So, so, that's... Abaddon is trumpet blast number five. Trumpet blast number six is the second woe. And I guess at this point, God thinks... All right, sending crazy monster angel to Earth went really well. I'm going to do it again. So four more angels show up. And these are angels that are supposedly bound to the corners of the Frates River in the Middle East. They're freed, and they start tearing shit up. And then the seventh and final trumpet blast, or the third woe, is is just the end. It is the end of day's... The good are taken to heaven. The wicked are judged and banished to perdition. And that's it. Earth is done.
0: Earth is done, but, you know, Mars is there. They didn't really specify on that.
1: That's true. The Bible so, did not go into the Martians and how they factor into this plan.
0: <laughs> so with the, so the last, um, the last three trumpet blasts, are all combined with one of the woes. It's like the first four, and then because you said there were seven, right?
1: Right. It's the first okay. four are yeah, they're unnamed. That's just basically shit falling out of the sky, wrecking the earth. Right. And then the last five are the the three woes, or I'm sorry, the last three, five to seven are the three woes. Whoa. <laughs> so super up is coming from I just, <laughs>
0: I just keep every time you say it, I just keep picturing like Billy Joel. Uh, well, just like gang vocals just rising up from the vocals. sea Just just a bunch of just whoa, a bunch of punks crap under the seat, being like, whoa. Just but, a lot yeah. of skanking. <laughs> yeah, anyway, go ahead. The
1: way Dave put it is absolutely right. If you were some ultra-religious person who heard these weird sounds coming out of nowhere. And the first place your mind would go would be the, the trumpets that signify the end of days. That's some scary shit.
0: It's some scary shit. And then there's also a fairly large uh, segment um, of people who do believe in it that even if it scares them, they're actually kind of psyched about it. Cause there's like a lot of evangelical groups who actively want that to come like, because Just kind of like you guys said, if you really, really believe in it, that those trumpets are going to scare the shit out of you. But if you also really believe in it and you're part of the right church in your mind, um, you're fine. So there there are groups and like Ronald Reagan was was part of that whole kind of movement that are like, well, we kind of want that that last war that kind of brings everything crumbling down because then we get to be with God. So it's almost, it's, it's, it's almost creepier to think that there's like, you know, there might be some guy sitting on his porch and over the course of 30 years, he hears to him, he hears the hum like four times. And then he's just thinking, this is it. We're almost there. Like, come on, let's, let's get this, let's get this train pulling out of the station. Um, So there's a lot of belief uh, attached to this idea. So it's another thing too, when you, when you consider how many people around the world, uh, have very strong faith or one thing or another, um, stuff like this, that you have something attached to emotionally is, it's pretty fascinating to think how people are reacting. And I, I wonder too, and, and maybe you guys know, um, where I don't, if, this idea of trumpets, h- how this is proliferated, like throughout other religions or other cultures, um, you know, we could all I'm sure we could always revisit it later. But I don't know if you guys know anything sort of off the top of your head where that's where that's a part of the mythos. You got Yeah. Well, like, Ed?
1: well <laughs> like I said, it's I mean, it's a big part of the, you know, the Abrahamic religions. Um, there's the story of the trumpets of Jericho, uh, right. which is. Yep. Yeah. Old yeah. Testament story. Yeah. Yeah, after um Moses led the Israelites out of slavery from Egypt and they were they wandered the desert for 40 years. Um Moses wasn't allowed to enter the promised land. So his second in command was this um this guy named Joshua and Joshua took over and and uh, we're
0: back to you too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Right where I wanted to be. <laughs> and uh so Joshua's leading the Israelites And the thing about the promised land is that there were already people there. So they kind of had to boot some folks out of their home. So they come to the city called Jericho, where it was populated by Canaanites, who were the, the historical enemies of the Israelites. Yeah,
0: they were the big bads.
1: Right. And for seven days, Joshua and his soldiers would march around the city because there was this huge wall that covered the city of Jericho. They would march around the wall with their trumpets and they would sound the trumpets and they would march around the wall once and stop. And then on the seventh day, they marched around the wall with their trumpets and the walls crumbled and they were able to invade the city.
2: What
0: a bunch of
1: dicks.
2: Now, I've yeah. actually done that once before. Um, Do tell. And uh, it, it, yeah, I can confirm it. It, it worked for me.
0: <laughs> and now uh dave has a lovely plot of land all all to himself <laughs> yeah it's it's um yeah i know that this stuff shows up so i in any kind of um whether it's a creation story or it's a mythos you really have to play to people's senses especially when you think about how much of these stories were sort of oral tradition uh, before anybody r- wrote them down So, you know, just imagine, you know, being a farmer or what have you in that period and someone's sort of just, you know, the the wise man in your tribe is telling this story and they're using sound effects and all this stuff. I mean, you know, without how jaded we are by Hollywood and things like that, when you when you describe sounds in this way, these roaring trumpets and the walls crumbling like that, that was probably sort of terrifying and or inspiring to people on whichever side you were on. So it makes sense that, that these stories like carry so much weight when it comes to sound and, and things like this, like they, it, it really captures people, especially if you're living in, uh, you know, a more, uh, uncivilized time in, yeah, at least technology wise on the, on the earth and every sound scares the hell out of you. Every, every single thing could be like a beast that wants to eat you or it's a storm coming. Like everything sucks that, that has a loud <laughs> sound attached to it. So, and, and I think we're far less removed from that as we probably like to think. And that's why there's so many of these stories that people hear and they're these, you know, panic inducing stories of, of the hum or the boom oh, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Because you have to imagine,
2: you know, if it turns out that the hum isn't mechanical in nature, if it is an organic sound, you know, jump to 800 years ago, these same sounds that people are hearing now and posting on YouTube could just as easily rip through a grain field. And, I mean, now we have... We have science on our side. Uh, we can say it is horny-ass fish, or we can say it's <laughs> waves slapping together. Uh, these people would freak. There would be no explanation at all for what this would be.
0: Yeah, and then they just have to go on with their lives. Just like, oh, oh well, let's yeah. hope it doesn't kill us. They just have to accept it. Yeah, <laughs> we must go back to toiling.
1: <laughs> Going back to you know the use of you know the sounds in creation myths i know australian aborigines mythology the gods sang the universe into existence and i always like that as opposed to a lot of the european traditions where yeah. like zeus and odin created the world and out of like body parts of dead yeah. giants and stuff yeah and so. just kind
0: of like fucked their way into <laughs> forcefully fucked their way <laughs> into <laughs> planetary creation exactly and, and just mutilated things and It is it is uh, interesting when you bring up the Aborigines and then you think about like, uh, you know, didgeridoos and that like sort of low rumbling. You know, it's kind of like we talked about before, like that that's sort of, you know, uh, dissonant pitches and dissonant sounds that combine together. Like that's clearly a big part of of their culture. So it really does kind of like tie together. And, you know, we have a lot of the same you know, natural inklings when, you know, back when before you could tell stories through movies and stuff, you know, the symphony was huge and people would just go and just listen. Now, granted there's the opera that would have, you know, the pageantry and the costumes of it and stuff, but a lot of people would go and they'd sit, you know, and you can still do it now, but not quite as frequently as people did in, in, you know, the the romantic period and Victorian era where people like they want to hear a story, they listen to it through sounds. So you have things like uh, *Ride of the Valkyries that are very intense. And it's like, that's that creates like a very visceral response in somebody. And that's just man-made. So when you talk about trumpets coming from the sky, that's, there's just so much dread that, that comes with it because we are constantly like engulfing ourselves in these sounds. Like we go see movies that have, just earth shaking sound like we go to an imax movie and it just like rumbles your whole body and so i think we're like we get high off of that so when it happens in nature you know it's it kind of makes sense that that people when they've heard the hum like they can go insane because they can't pinpoint it they can't they can't decide whether or not it's a good thing so it it can drive them completely nuts
1: yeah that's terrifying yeah i'm so glad that youtube exists and i can just look up the hum <laughs> instead of just writing it off to being well shit god's angry
0: and he still might be but we've just gotten really good at uh you know tuning him out i don't care if god's angry i don't give a shit so i i think another piece of this uh so there's so many different like you know we're talking a lot about sort of unexplained natural phenomena in this. And another one that we might've even teased that we'd touch on. I can't remember if we did or not. Was it um, ducks?
1: Cause I thought, I think we
2: covered ducks pretty well
0: is I think we've said just about everything there is to say about them. I don't want to give them any more time just to be um, safe.
2: Let's do a whole nother episode on ducks.
0: I wouldn't want them to think that, that we were pro duck. So we'll or have not. to revisit that offline.
2: Oh, I think I'm done here,
0: (laughs) but but the bloop. Tell me about oh yeah the bloop. Um, that's what I wrote it down on my paper, and it's the only thing I wrote was just bloop, b l o o p, because I know a little bit, uh, but I don't know as much as you guys. So so I want to ask you, what is the bloop, or what was the bloop, and can we explain it?
1: Okay, so the bloop is the name given to this underwater sounds that was recorded in 1997, super low frequency. And it was picked up by the U S national oceanic and atmospheric administration and by underwater microphones. Now these were microphones that were originally put in the water in the forties when they were recording for submarines and you know, submarine activity and scientists started using them to record sounds from the ocean, you know, uh, whales whale migration um sounds of like ice cap shifting things like that so in 1997 what happened was they picked up the sound that was literally just a bloop it's it's <laughs> that's that's what it so was that was the
0: real recording by the way we 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 put that in <laughs> the post so what you just heard is exactly what the research was well, heard in 97 well,
2: yeah i'll put i'll put a sample in right here Uh, Yeah. Okay. Or in the appropriate place, (laughs) and it'll it it won't be an actual audio sample. We'll just be Ed doing the bloop. (laughs) We'll play Uh, them
0: back to back and see how close he was.
1: (laughs) But that's what it was. That's why it's called a bloop because it's that's what it was. So
0: it's just some motherfucker (laughs) saying bloop. It's a bloop. I don't know what to tell you.
1: What makes the bloop special?
0: Besides being a bloop, <laughs> I love that. Sentence. Wait, I, I'm absolutely, I'm already, so keep going, but I'm already drafting a children's book called What Makes the Bloop Special. <laughs> Anyways,
2: <laughs> is that
1: for the longest time, they didn't know what it was. Like, it sounded organic. Like, they thought that it was a sound made by a living thing, but it was way louder than any other animal sounds they had recorded before and they weren't quite sure if it was anything environmental so like the hum it was just this weird terrifying sound that nobody knew how to explain um and in the years since i think i think they've pretty much settled on the fact that it was um ice plates shifting and that's fine i mean in in the long run it's probably better than being a sea monster
0: <laughs> um not for the sea monster.
1: Yeah, well, not for the sea monster. But it's something that, since it happened in 20 years ago, people have gone. You know, scientists have gone back and forth on a lot. Now, what an, another really interesting aspect of it was that it the bloop came from somewhere in the south the South Pacific Ocean um, towards the tip of southern you know South America. And it came from the spot that H.P. Lovecraft had picked for Rel Ye in his story The Call of Cthulhu, which is this sunken city. It's basically kind of like Lovecraft's version of Atlantis. It's this sunken city where Cthulhu, the horrifying alien god, lies dreaming, and one day is going to wake up and devour humanity. No. <laughs> so, the fact that here's this weird, unexplainable sounds we don't know what caused it maybe it came from something alive and if it did it's in the same spot as a nightmare city that has (laughs) a scary monster in it
0: yeah and so i don't know if it'll be before this or after this but we've definitely talked about or will talk about uh mr howard phillips lovecraft and that's probably going to happen a lot but this is one that is like so You're right. It's, I mean, for anybody who knows his work, you can't help, even with the hum, like, you can't help but think about that kind of stuff. Oh,
2: yeah, my mind immediately went to Lovecraft watching a lot of these videos and listening to the bloop. It's so easy to imagine a Lovecraftian monster below the surface.
1: Yeah, the line from The Call of Cthulhu is, in his house in Relier, dead Cthulhu lies dreaming. Because that's the thing, is that Cthulhu is technically dead, but since he's an alien God, death doesn't work for him the way it works for us. So he's dead, but he's dreaming, and he's going to come
0: back. Yeah, he's like Beetlejuice. You just say his name three times. I was
2: gonna say like a dormant volcano, but Beetlejuice works well, too.
0: Yeah, same thing. We all know
2: that if we say a volcano's name three times, it erupts. (laughs) I mean,
0: I don't know. I don't even know any volcanoes. Not personally. Uh, So, I... uh, (sighs) I, I want to kind of uh, tie this all together somehow, and I'm trying to look for, like, the common threads. And when you think about... So the three big things that we talked about, the hum, trumpets of the apocalypse, the bloop, um, It to me what's interesting is it's not just... It's not just, like... Um, it's not just natural sound. It's not like people are describing and there was a great crash of thunder or there's great there. The common thread is this idea that it's this sort of um, supernatural thing that can't be described as anything else. And what I would ask anybody to do after listening to this is definitely do some research, look into it, like check some of the things out, see for yourself. Uh, what does it sound like to you? I would love to hear people's like personal theories on just like, this is what it sounds like. Um, but also uh, like really be sensitive to this out in the world. Like if you're camping or if you're on a boat, like to, to me, this just makes me, it makes me want to hear something like this. It makes me want to go out and, and sort of, uh, investigate yeah yeah I want to experience this because yeah. that's that's I feel like uh, probably gonna be a fairly common theme uh, is that we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff on this podcast and we already have um, about things that we don't necessarily have firsthand experience with you know like I I've, I've never felt like I've seen a ghost but I'd like to that would be you know that would be something. So this is the kind of thing where, you know, as we're winding this one down, I would really I'm putting a net out there. Like, if you feel like you've heard something like this or if you feel or if you know someone who has or maybe you just have a piece of this puzzle that, that we, you know, we barely scratch the surface. So, uh, you know, reach out to us. Um,
1: Even you know, if what- you haven't, just make something up. We'll believe you.
0: Yeah, we just need content. I mean, an hour is a long time. Someone, please talk to us.
1: (laughs) We're very lonely people.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, uh, anyway, uh, what 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 are are we missing anything here? You know, you you guys, let me know. What's what what where the where are the holes in this story?
1: Well, we talked about ducks. Um, We certainly did. We certainly did. We talked about dogs and spooky Irish caves. I I mean there's I'm sure that there are plenty more terrifying, unexplainable sounds out there that we've only kind of scratched the surface on. Um so this is something that I'm definitely going to keep looking into. Um because that's what's wonderful about this is that it's it's ongoing. There's things from the past couple of years that we're finding out about the bloop and the hum, so it's it's unfolding around us. So like Nick said, just just keep your ears open.
0: Perfect. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Dave, any final thoughts? Uh, no. You know,
2: I, I. All right. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> As you guys were saying this, I can kind of <clears throat> only imagine w- uh, what form these audio phenomenons are going to take next. Because um, it seems like they change so radically that. Any kind of new environmental factor or anything, anything uh, can really change how we hear all of this. And I'm just, you know, I would be very curious to see if there's a spike in activity. At any point, I wasn't able to find any kind of charts uh, tracking all of this, but it seems like just had a preliminary glance that these sounds are being heard more and more often. Um, so, with any luck, we uh, we might experience it in the near future because uh, you never know. Let's be real; we
1: can talk about wanting to hear spooky sounds and seeing ghosts, you know, all the live long day. But when it actually happens, it's going to be the worst goddamn thing. <laughs>
2: Like
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're not trying to say that we're you know some some steely, you know, knights who are well, going I mean, to we're going to battle. charge into battle. But. <laughs> this whole podcast have been holding it. Yeah, so it'll be awful. It'll probably be the worst thing that ever happens to us. But that's that's fine. I think it's I think it's worth it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but all well, right, all right, great. So, uh, you know, to everyone out there, thank you for listening um dave want to say goodbye
2: no no i'm uh, I, you know, i'm gonna leave them wanting more i'm not gonna we're say, not I'm, I'm not we're gonna not gonna, gonna say, say goodbye
1: we're gonna say see you later
2: ah so uh, for that's now. sophisticated of you <laughs> i know
0: well thanks for listening to agent frightment and like theo said uh keep your ears open yeah keep your ears open <laughs> yeah Let me open thanks Bye. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye.